This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply The first two episodes of the final season of Billions are over, but we are just getting started here on Post Show Recaps' coverage of Billions. That's right. We are covering the final season of Billions here on PSR, and we are thrilled to ax you along for the ride. Today, we are talking about the first two episodes of Billions Season 7, Tower of London and Original Sin. I'm Josh Wiggler. I am not alone. Here, stepping into the proverbial cowboy boots with me, the great Jess <laughs> Sterling. Jess, I can't believe that all it took to get you to do a Billions podcast with me was the promise of a bargain that was just the right size. 
Yeah, truly. I mean, obviously I'm one who wears cowboy boots constantly. And so a very expensive, shiny pair of black cowboy <laughs> boots is all I need to sign on to this. That's all Jess needs to sign on to this. All you need to do to sign on to our Billions podcast coverage here is to make sure you are subscribed to our podcast feed. Our Billions coverage coming your way via the Post Show Recaps Succession podcast feed. Uh, you could expect a lot of succession talk here as we are talking through Billions' final season, despite the fact that Billions predates Succession. This is our first time doing Billions podcasting. It shall live in the Succession feed. We are assuming that you have seen Succession uh, or don't mind that there may be some Succession spoilers in here. So just keep that in mind as you move forward. So if you want to get involved, if you want to subscribe, just search for postshowrecaps.com slash billions as the RSS link when you search by URL in your podcast player of choice. You can also find us by going to postshowrecaps.com slash succession. We'll get you to the same feed and you could just search post show recaps billions wherever you get your podcasts i'm sure you will find us that way Jess, last week you and i met together to launch the billions podcast coverage just very simply we're watching billions we're watching billions we're going to mm-hmm. talk about billions this is one of my beloved shows that i've never podcasted about you watched the whole thing in the lead up to talking about billions this final season so we are as fresh as we're ever going to get and still that probably won't be even remotely close to enough to talk about the finer business dealings of this show of course not no i mean i'm not quite as unpolished as dollar bill but <laughs> Yeah. I would certainly say uh, certainly less knowledgeable about uh, than him on the hedge fund business. Yeah. However, I know a thing or two about some sinners and we got a whole bunch of sinners and no saints on this show. Yeah. And I know how to discuss terrible, terrible people. And I'm really, really amped to to get back into billions. And the return of Bobby Axelrod oh on the show is giving me life. Axe being back after sitting out an entire season, uh, this felt like coming home. Uh, This felt like coming home despite the fact that we went across the pond to find him and he did not come across the pond back (laughs) with us. Uh, So we'll talk about that for sure, about the return of Bobby Axelrod to Billions and what the ramifications are of of that. Uh, Certainly, it seems like there's an argument like, was that it? Is that all we're going to do? I highly doubt that that is it, but we will talk that through for sure. Uh, One more thing I'd like to mention is if you're listening to this podcast and you're like, man, the only thing that would be better than listening to this podcast would be watching this podcast. There's an app for that. Uh, I do believe it's called YouTube and you can watch us talk about billions on YouTube. Go to posterrecaps.com slash YouTube. Subscribe to our channel. We've got a billions playlist. You can check out the podcast live that way as well as video on demand. So you can go back and you can watch this podcast. Uh, Jess and I did uh, some really fun Friday succession podcasts for that final season of succession. If we can match that energy, Jess, I feel like we're doing well. Uh, listen, uh, I've never been accused of being unenergetic, so uh-huh. I, <laughs> frankly, I would be really deeply terrified of a low energy Jess Sterling. Uh, not that's a, a horrifying, <laughs> horrifying concept. I don't want to live in that world at all. Uh, so make sure you check that out. YouTube.com slash post show recaps, hit subscribe, all that good stuff. Um, Jess, before we even launch into the particulars of Billions Season 7, thus far i just love to get like what was the user experience of having to wait a week between billions for your first time ever uh all you've been able to do in the passage is like episode 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 binge 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 now you gotta live in that weekly world how's that going 
Um, it's certainly a little tougher. I think yeah. I thrive in a binge. I love to be able to watch an entire story arc play out in like a week. Uh, yeah. This was a little bit tougher waiting and kind of sitting on. I had to like munch a little bit on episode one mulch. before I could dive into yeah. mulch into episode one before I could dive into episode two. Um, but I do think this is actually a show that does benefit from a week to week, like a succession where you can have a little bit of time to ruminate on what yes. you watched. Um, so it does, it does make sense to me that this is not a binge show. It's a lot yeah. to take on in a binge as someone who yeah, it. For, for me, it's even less about like, I, I love ruminating on it. It's more like, I love having a thing to look forward to. Uh, yeah. Like I greatly look forward to an episode of Billions. Like having a fresh episode of Billions is just one of the rare delights of the current television landscape. Mm -hmm. uh, and so uh, Emily and I, the great Emily Fox and I, we watched these first two episodes with relish uh, and uh, not uh, like edible relish. I feel like I should clarify because she is a chef. Also, so much food happening here uh, in these first two episodes of Billions. A lot of like New York food happening in these first two episodes of Billions this season that I will be very happy, all too happy to point out uh, as we're here along the way. But at multiple times watching the season premiere specifically, Emily and I just kept looking at each other being like, I freaking love this show so much. Oh, gosh. I'm so yeah. happy that this is back. Uh, so we were thrilled to have it back. We're thrilled to dive into it here on the podcast. Uh, if you've never watched Billions, we hope to make this entertaining for you as well. But I know that we're going to have a good time. And as long as we're having fun, I think other people are going to have fun as well. So why don't we start with uh, a little bit of a quick plot recap of what happened in the first episode of season seven of Billions, just to ground us in the stakes of what's going on in Billions' final season. So here is a quick plot recap, as written by the great Jess Sterling, <laughs> voiced by me. Uh, I'm sure I have a lot of questions about your interpretation of the episode, Jess, so here we go. Billions is back, and so is Bobby Axelrod. Hooray and huzzah, Jess. We kick off the season seven premiere with Mike Prince throwing a computer through Wendy's office window. But before we get into that, let's back it up to five months earlier. After meeting with her boss, Mike Prince, and learning of his intentions to run for president in 2024, Wendy Rhodes has had enough. She cannot be part of another dangerous strongman entering the world stage. She could just quit, but she's not prepared to leave everyone else at MCP behind. The only person she can think of to help with her Prince problem is the one. The only Bobby Axelrod, who was last seen by the audience fleeing from the authorities to Switzerland. She asks Wags and Axe's lawyer, Orin, to get a message to him, but both reject her request. Luckily, some of her MPC and former Axe Cap co-workers are also yearning for their former captain. As are we, Jess. So say we all. All yearning for Bobby Axelrod. Very much missed him in season six. Yes, uh, for sure. Uh, Prince puts Taylor and Philip in charge of Mike Prince Capital while he prepares his campaign run, but it comes with strings. Taylor Carbon must be no more. Neither Taylor nor Philip are happy with this arrangement. They eventually get Prince to agree to let them choose another PM, which of course is the one and only Dollar Bill, who is blasting music and getting day drunk in his garage much to prince and scooter's dismay he signs on and the lucky dollar bill is back his former partner in business and leading candidate for gregory of billions <laughs> mafi is the one who recognizes axe's signature trading style it turns out that he wants to be noticed and is using his trading style as a signal flare to catch the attention of his former employees 
Wendy, Wags, and Taylor take a trip to the Tower of London where Axe reunites with the crew, Millennium Falcon and all. Am I forgetting someone? Jess, are you forgetting someone? Is oh, someone... certainly. Okay, certainly. Oh, yeah. Axe's arch nemesis, Chuck Rhodes. When his protege, Dave, refuses to give him every dirty detail of her play against Prince, he devises his own way of getting the power of the people on his side with a well-placed reporter who paints Chuck as New York City's own Robin Hood. While he successfully cleans up his reputation and ensures there's no way he will be convicted of the crime he committed, He's pissed off his only ally and New York Attorney General Dave. With Axe back and Chuck throwing his prior rulebook in the trash, it's only a matter of time before these bulls lock horns again. And that is the season seven premiere of Billions. Jess, the moment that this show started its final season with Corey Stoll as Mike Prince throwing a desk into Wendy's office, I was in. Uh, that is yes. as strong a start as we could possibly get this five months into the future moment. It's classic billions, right? They we talked about this in our okay, we're watching billions podcast where they love to play with time, they love to set something up and then show us how we get there. And I was thrilled to yeah. see that Mike Prince, I mean, he has this kind of calm veneer, right? He is the quote unquote, Do you think he has dude, veneers. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. He's very rich. <laughs> if I was rich, I'd have as, veneers. Is there such a thing as calm veneers? I feel like the whole process of getting the veneers has to be the opposite of calm. I wouldn't want to go through this it. Very but if involved, I had enough money, involved yeah. veneers. Yeah. But yeah, he is a very calm guy. He is the do-gooder billionaire, right? That is kind of the the drum he's been banging this whole time. Um, but something breaks in him with Wendy. And we know now after two episodes that they've been, Wendy is secretly working against him. She has had yeah. enough. She cannot stand the idea of him being president of the United States. It's her and, and Taylor both are like, this is like, we've already, we've been done this and yes. we can't do it again. No. We don't need a dictator running mm -mm. our country. Uh, we need to do something. And their solution is, what better person to fight against Prince than Axe himself? Yes. So uh, it's going to be, it, it's going to take a billionaire to catch a billionaire is kind of the, the premise that they are operating on. Also, I think operating on the premise of like, uh, I think Damien Lewis is willing to come back to the show. Uh, of course. So like, we, could, we could just bring Axe back in now. But the pursuit of Axe is, uh, is a really fun storyline. Uh, it takes us to a couple of different New York City restaurants, some iconic ones. Uh, Wo Hop is a great restaurant in Chinatown. Joe's Pizza is sort of like the quintessential pizza slice that you send people to if they've never had New York pizza before. You say, like, this is the one. This is the starter pack. You start with a slice from Joe's and then you could expand out from there. So there's some ways in which like the restaurant choices on Billions in the first episode specifically were like slightly basic. Uh, and yet I feel like also like super New York. And for me, one of the secret pleasures of Billions is like, it's just such a great New York show. Uh, Billions just really captures New York City in a way that a lot of other shows don't uh, in terms of like its fine dining scene, its lo-fi dining scene. Really, really great stuff. But it turns out that she didn't have to look too far. Wags really did just have the in with Axe this entire time. 
Yeah, he knew. And I don't think this is a surprise that Wags was the one who knew where Axe was, who was able to connect with him. And I really enjoyed it. I think it really serves the purpose of getting the feedback in on, on the action. But I enjoyed the idea that Axe has a signature trading style and that that is the way that he flags. Uh, he wants to see who who notices yeah. when he's trading. Um, so I really enjoyed that. I thought it was a fun way to get him back involved in the show and kind of uh, in the storylines here. And I, gosh, I'm just so elated to see Axe back on the show. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Mike Prince was a really fascinating character and I was happy with his inclusion in season six because I think without him in season six, the show is really lost. Yeah. But I just, there's no billions without Axe, you know? I feel like these first two episodes of Billions Season 7 really strongly uh, reinforce that, gosh, this show needs Axe to really work at its highest level. Mm -hmm. But I also feel like taking a full season to establish Mike Prince as a character uh, and really focusing in on Prince um, paved the way for us to get into a lot of the depths that we're going to get into this season. Uh, and like the idea of like how to stop a future dictator before he becomes a yeah. dictator. I think that the the comp for me is for people who were justified fans. And if you were a justified fan, I hope you're listening to the justified coverage that we have here on Posture Recaps from the great Antonio Mazzaro and myself. Seek it out, justified Posture Recaps. Then in its original run, Justified has a killer final season and has almost every season is really, really uh, at least good, if not great, uh, except for that second to last season. Season five is like kind of like the very easy consensus worst season of Justified. Mm -hmm. And yet I think it does a lot of necessary work to set up a killer final season of the show. I feel like we may see a similar energy here. where like very clearly billion season six is not what it is without Axelrod. Like right. the show is just not the same. Um, but having Axe take a seat so that we can focus on Prince and now we can have like the forces collide here for the final season is really good. I also love that the premiere really launches with Wendy as the vital POV character for so much of this. Such a smart call to have Maggie Siff as Wendy Rhodes, who is one of the clear strengths of this show in a really strong cast, be the person who has this agency of like, She's the one who can see through all of the veneers, calm or otherwise, of who a person actually is. And if her assessment of Prince is like, this guy is so dangerous. He's ridiculously smart. He's ridiculously accomplished. He's hyper capable. He never stops. And he doesn't listen to anybody other than himself. This is not a guy that you want to have with the nuclear codes. Uh, I know that often it's like, the really dumb version of that guy is also yeah. an extreme danger, but gosh, the really smart version of that guy is horrifying as well. And for Wendy to clock that and to see that and to have had a full season of dealing with this guy underneath her decision to be like, I got to do whatever I can to stop this from happening. Really great to thread that through uh, Wendy. I know you're a big Wendy fan, so you must have been happy to have so much Wendy in these first two episodes. When we're opening an episode, or I shouldn't say because the cold open was five months earlier, but when we have Wendy just walking like a badass bee down the street, of course I'm happy. Yeah. I love Wendy. I think she is a fascinating character. I think her story arc has been really interesting to watch. And also, I feel the need to mention, 
I'm really happy that her and Taylor are back on good terms. I really struggled when they were at odds. I feel like they work so well together as a team that I was, I'm happy that they're uniting under the common goal of we cannot let Mike Prince, Prince be president. Yeah. Um, so really, really happy to see that as well. And I was really happy in the second episode to see Taylor and Axe get some more time together because the, the story arc of, him kind of taking them under his wing and teaching them only to have like the student become the master. And then yeah. it's, I mean, this is a show where you're up, you're down, you're everywhere, right? No one stays on top for very long. Um, I'm just super happy that we have this group, right? This 3B of Wags, Wendy and Taylor are the ones uniting to go meet up with Axe. I think it's such an interesting trio. And uh, I, I what just- What was it? I, it was Chewy, Luke and Leia? I yes. Guess, so Luke is Taylor, Leia is Wendy and Chewy is Wags. 100%. Probably, right? Yeah, I think yeah. that makes sense. Uh, and then Han Solo was find, obviously Axe. Does that mean you find Wags to be insufferable? Because you're uh, uh, the only person on earth who doesn't like Chewbacca. <laughs> I love Wags. If I knew Wags in real life, I <laughs> certainly would find him insufferable. Yeah, yeah, I think that's probably fair. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but no, I'm really, I'm really pleased with what we're getting here, and I think it's bringing me back to season five in a way where before that it was always Axe versus Chuck, Axe versus Chuck. One's on top, one's on bottom. They're always going at each other, right? These bulls lo- locking their horns together. And Mike Prince was a very interesting character to add into the mix. Yeah. And then obviously we take Axe away for season six, and now that Axe is back. I'm finding it even more fascinating because Chuck had previously been kind of like playing, which thought I thought was one of the funniest plot devices, storylines, whatever you want to call it, of yeah. him shouting out another Showtime show Dexter and uh-huh. saying, no, I have a rule book now. I loved the character of Harry. He's the one who <laughs> yeah. set the rules for Dexter. Yeah. And he was playing by this, like trying to be a very moral person, right? Really? change is a big change for chuck to be a a moral person yes and it seems as though he has thrown that away now which pleases me to no end because i love when they roll in the mud you know and so to have three of these characters because mike prince is no longer this like right he's getting down and dirty now too and so to have three of these characters who really will stop at nothing to destroy one another I can't wait to see how they kind of collide. The explosion is going to be incredible. It's going to be massive for for sure. So there's still so much to talk about, but I think we should bring in episode two into this conversation so we can talk about these first two episodes holistically. So here is another Sterling authored quick plot recap of Billions. This is season seven, episode two, Original Sin, which is what episode two of Billions is all about. So who are the sinners? Who are the saints? Spoiler alert. This is billions. They're all sinners, Jess. Uh, Wags, Wendy, and Taylor are in Europe under the guise of helping Mike Prince. Axe shows them his European castle. Yes, we should repeat. Castle, uh, where his protege and son Gordy now works for him. Uh, I hadn't seen Gordy in a while. He's uh, grown up so much. Yeah, Gordy, by the way, looking like, uh, is it, uh, who's, it's Danny, and there's Danny's brother from For All Mankind. He kind of, and his dad's name was Gordo. <gasps> he a does. Whole, he sort of looks like that guy. Anyway, so yeah. Gordy's now working for him. Wags and Wendy are going to try and convince Axe to return to the States to take down Prince's presidential run. But with no guaranteed protection, Axe won't return to the States. 
Instead, he's going to offer an office to his former co-workers, but they are not going to take it. They will not abandon the fight against Prince, and Wags loves a Big Mac way too much to move. Um, meanwhile, after becoming New York City's Robin Hood, Chuck gets his charges dismissed and sets his sights on getting his old job as U.S. Attorney for the Southern District of New York back. His old pal, Adam DeGulio, DeGulio, I can't pronounce it, uh, thinks it's a fruitless effort, but Chuck doesn't give up so easily. He bribes his former boss and attorney general, Waylon Jeffcoat, who I didn't think I had on my bingo card as someone that we would see here in the final season again, um, with a pair of cowboy boots to publicly admit that he wrongfully got Chuck, Chuck fired. Uh, and after that, with a call from the president, Chuck is back in his old office. Meanwhile, Prince is on the hunt for a campaign manager. He finds one in Bradford Luke. Uh, that's an interesting name. I feel like, shouldn't it be Luke Bradford? One would think. One, one would, would think. think. But I, th I feel like Bradford Luke totally strikes me as like, no, I'm Bradford first. Uh, so yeah, Bradford rich person Luke. name for sure. Yes, Bradford Luke, uh, who is not willing to sign on to Prince's campaign without seeing a path to victory. Um, Prince and his on-again, off-again wife, Andy, played by Piper Parabo, are forced to play nice and pretend they're in marital bliss, which Luke sees right through. There's also some drama with a medical company called Corlera, uh, but Victor takes care of that with a smidge of blackmail. Ultimately, Luke signs on after getting assurances from Prince and Andy that their open marriage is now closed. Uh, final thing, Dollar, B, uh, Dollar Bill and Mafia are friends again. They're working together on a morally gray opportunity, so yay for that. So that is episode two of Billions' final season, Jess. Incredible. I was so happy to see Mafia back. I know that's not the, the main headline, but truly, <laughs> Mephi... Is Mephi your favorite character on Billions? He might be. Yeah. I just... He's such a Greg, right? We talk about this all the time, but, like, Mephi and Ben Kim, I feel like, are the two Greggiest of the Gregs. Yes. And... Mephi is just, especially because it seems like lately, ever since he kind of left Axe Capital, I would say, he's really turned into a little bit of a caricature of like this guy who's just like a stoner all the time. And he has yeah. this big burly beard. Uh, and he he's the one who left with Dollar yeah, Bill. When he's which talking is in, about seeing like the patterns and figuring out that it's Axe, he keeps like narrating all the various kinds of strains of weed he's yes. smoking in order to see the patterns. <laughs> He's like really deep into it right now. It's ridiculous. He's seeing I, green. Yes, he he's seeing green. And so him and Dollar Bill teaming up and also seeing Dollar Bill taken down a peg by Philip in this, this game of liars poker, which I hadn't heard of until uh, this episode, was so fascinating because Dollar Bill's strength is in his dollar bill, his lucky dollar bill. And now that belongs to Philip. So I was really Did he happy. Give him his lucky dollar bill. Was yeah. that? He, oh no! He lost his lucky dollar bill. I'm sure he'll get it back. But of course, yeah. um, there was a whole storyline about someone stealing it in in the earlier season. So that was fun. But yeah, I think the season two's episode, or excuse me, episode two, is very interesting. I I didn't think there was any chance Axe wasn't returning to the states. So that shocked me a bit. That yeah, we're keep we're leaving him in Europe. I'm not really sure what that means and how what role he is going to play in taking down. We'll see more um, of him for Prince. sure. Like, yeah. I think like the fact that Damian Lewis is coming back to billions for this final season has been like really well publicized. He's uh, like actively involved in the trailer for the yes. final season. And there's stuff that we didn't get in these two episodes that includes acts. Uh, he's got that prestigious and credit now yeah. as well. Uh, Damian Lewis does. So like, I'm unconcerned about will we get more acts? I do think maybe we need to like um, 
level set our expectations for how much acts we'll get. Like, I think that there's for sure a world where like, we'll go through episodes and there won't be any acts involved. Um, but will he come back? Will he have a change of heart? Will he be sort of like, I can't let these slights uh, go that he does have Prince on the mind and yeah. he's going to have to go and uh, swoop in. It would be a very Han Solo thing to do, Jess, to fly away on his Millennium Falcon, never to be seen again, only to return to help Luke Skywalker out in his final push towards the, the Death Star. So I think like something like that with Axe coming in in the 11th hour, hopefully it's a little sooner than that, but we will at the very least have something like that. Yeah, and I did appreciate that the show, you know, we kind of left things with with Axe and Wendy in season five where they kind of sort of get them together, but then they're like, oh, but now Axe has to leave, so kind of never mind. And they have this conversation this episode about that and kind of saying, well, we've both changed since, you know, that all happened. It seems like the show is kind of setting whatever romantic lingering feelings were there to the side, which I appreciate. What was it? Uh, in 95% of universes, Wendy and Axe end up together and they exist yeah. in the 5%. Which I exist in the 5%. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, I think we all live in that universe where all of us are like, no, don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> yeah. So that I was really happy to see, but ultimately Wendy knows Axe. She knows he cannot let this injustice stand. He cannot let Prince best him in the way that Prince bested him and just let that go unanswered. So it's only a matter of time before Axe, in whatever way he's able to, is either like getting protection to come back to the States. That feels like what's probably going to happen in order to take Prince down. I think possibly there's a chance that we get another tag team of Axe and Chuck in order to take down Prince. It wouldn't surprise yeah, me to that see that right. happening. Yeah. Um, so I think there's it's only a matter of time until we get Axe back in the States. But again, like you said, trying to level set and say, it's, you know, we're, we don't need an entire season of Axe as long as he's there and he's around and he's playing the game. I'm happy. Um, My pet but, theory yeah. is, and I don't know how much we talked about this. We did talk about the fact that there are going to be at least two spinoffs from Billions, yes. purportedly. Uh, <laughs> trillions and millions. Um, my hope is that uh, now that Axe lives in that millions world, that he would headline that show. Uh, so, you know, if we yeah. don't get a ton of Axe in the final season, I hope at the very least that his story ends up in a way that, like, we get to have more Damian Lewis as this character on our TV screens. This is another clear difference between Billions and Succession, by the way, is that Succession, whether you loved it or hated the ending, uh, was driving towards some version of that ending the entire time. Like Succession, right. Jesse Armstrong created the show, at no point made any illusions about the fact that like this will be a show that goes on in perpetuity. Like We're going to end it. This is a tragedy. This is going to be a tragic ending. We're going to drive towards that. And so we did. Um, Billions does feel like it is one of those shows that, uh, and like part of it is like, it is a Showtime show, which I think is like a yes. genre of TV show, uh, for Dexter better. Dexter was on Showtime. Let's not forget. For better and for worse. I think Showtime shows are like a genre of TV show. Uh, Weeds goes on too long. Yes. Dexter <laughs> goes on too long. Um, what's the, the William shameless William H. Macy show like goes so on forever. There was for sure a world where Billions was going to go on for like 20 seasons. And I would have been here for it uh, like because that's what my expectations are going into yeah. Billions. My Billions expectations are not like, man, they better land the plane. I don't care about where the plane lands. I kind of do now that you're billing this as the final season. Right. But I hope that the plane lands in such a way that 
well, if you're going to do trillions and millions, you better bring some of my people along for the ride. Uh, and so I hope that Axe gets to lead millions and I hope he gets to lead it from his castle. Uh, if I'm Axe, Such an epic castle. the allure of Big Macs and AC are not enough to get me out of a castle. Castles are cold anyway. You know, like I this feel like you just fair. you're in a castle and you're probably like the stones, Jess, are going to keep you cold. I mean, I think the answer is if you're rich enough, you can really get AC anywhere you want. Yeah. And yeah. he's rich, rich. I so. for a second thought that you were abbreviating castle to a C. Like you could get a C wherever you want. <laughs> uh, That's such a long word. I really needed to abbreviate Yeah, got to abbreviate castle. Uh, yeah, you probably can. I don't know that it's like there's probably um, landmark rules mm-hmm. against installing aircon in your yeah, castle. Yeah, but Axe just knows people. Uh, truly, <laughs> yeah. when you're that rich, you can do almost anything rules be damned rules be damned rules be damned but i have a question about because we're still talking about axe and his european castle gordy are we seeing a lot of gordy this season gosh uh i don't know i I don't know i I had to bring it up you know he's there the wendy does say he's a chip off the old block you know i have some i guess i have some confusion about the legality of axe's situation um it seems like Everyone in Europe is fine with Bobby Axelrod having a castle because he helped uh, Ukraine in the war against yes. Russia is also a thing uh, yes. that like he helped get weapons to Ukraine <laughs> faster and he bought himself some goodwill. The gosh, only Axe would see a path like that uh, was just like this is the show that in season five introduced uh, COVID, the novel coronavirus as a joke only for the show's production to get shut down by COVID three episodes later. So, like, I think Trump was president in the world of billions. I think Biden is president right now in the world of billions. I think that the 2024 election that Mike Prince is trying to enter is our 2024 election as well, which is ridiculous. Uh, God, I don't know. Um, So I, I have questions about, like, how Axe is able to legally exist. Uh, so I don't know if either of us have any answers to this. Uh, I think throw it it's more listeners. of we just, the show doesn't care. Yeah. <laughs> the show is just like, we're waving our hand. He's I think the show a- cares. I think the show has an answer for this. And I think that this is going to be one of the many things like, shoop, over my head. That guy's oh, mad at this be. person. This person's mad at that. That's how I watch the show. That's how I check out billions. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, he doesn't want to go back to the States very obviously because like, yeah, then he'll get arrested. Uh, not welcome. Not welcome on U.S. soil, right? Yeah, he doesn't want to sneak into the U.S. He wants to be he able wants to, to be walk. there. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. wants to strut. Damian uh, Lewis talks yeah. about um, his physicality for Axelrod. Is he imagines himself as a cheetah? That's like his his animal that he puts <laughs> in his mind, Incredible. and that's like that's like how he like puffs out his chest and like walks across a room with some speed. He thinks of Axelrod as a cheetah. You can't have a cheetah sneaking around. No, they need to strut. Can I ask you, because Damien Lewis, notable UK, uh, you know, he he is British. He is not from the United States. What do you make of him as a a New Yorker? Does he give you New Yorker vibes as Axe? Um, Not always. Okay. uh, But I I think often enough and close enough for sure. Uh, I mean, I think that if he were to throw a punch at a Matt Barry, for instance, he would mm-hmm. know how to fold the thumb uh, because he's he's lived in New York. So he knows how to throw a New York punch. 
Um, I mean, I don't have a huge hang up on uh, like noted British actor Damian Lewis playing Americans generally because my first exposure to him is Band of Brothers in which he is like uh, a uh, real American hero uh, as Captain yes. uh, Captain Winters on uh, on Band of Brothers. So like uh, and then he's Nicholas Brody on Homeland. So, I was like, just going to say, as far as I'm concerned, Damian Lewis, one of us. I'm just curious because I think like he does. I feel like he does a really good job of having that like he eats New pizza Yorker like attitude. a monster. He eats pizza like a monster. That's the, for me yeah. typically like sort of like somewhere between the biggest tell uh, and also you the recognize most, your own the most authentic. Because like if you're a New Yorker, like there is sort of like a monstrousness to the ways in which you are willing to eat pizza. Yeah, the true New Yorker can do it rather artfully. Uh, and I feel like often like when you would see acts eat pizza in earlier scenes, it was like he was like trying to catch it with his mouth. Yeah. As opposed to just commanding the pizza, summoning the pizza with the full. Yeah, you eat all. the pizza. The pizza doesn't eat you. Yeah, yeah. So sometimes I feel like the pizza eats acts. Uh, and that's the <laughs> biggest tell that Damian Lewis is not a New Yorker. Incredible. Yeah. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Can we talk about Chuck? Because Let's talk about Chuck. We have not talked nearly enough about Chuck. Yeah. 
this is fascinating. He's burned a bridge with Dave. Love Dave. Dave was a new character as of, was it last season, right? Yeah, um, I believe that's right. Love her. I love her saying to Chuck, like, just because you got your charges dropped does not mean you're getting my job. I yeah. will not be resigning. So Sakina you're going to have to Jaffrey, something else to do. Who, who plays Dave, who is always great in everything she mm -hmm. shows up in. Uh, I think uh, she she's House of Cards, I think, was like her most noted yes work for a very long time uh she showed up briefly in ms marvel uh last year and i think on that podcast was like around the same time where it's like i love sakina jaffrey whenever she shows up uh, i think as as dave uh this is a really great role for her uh and i think it's good to have like short of having like a brian connerty back and by the way when chuck went to jail in episode two you, i thought the same thing Anytime Chuck goes and visits anyone in prison, my first thought is Brian Connerty. And it's also because yes. like, we're getting the band back together. Where's Brian Connerty? He's like, oh man, it's just Clancy Brown. Uh, it's like the only time in my life I've been disappointed <laughs> to see Clancy Brown because uh, I thought it might have been a Brian Connerty. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, she's so good. So, like, having people in that space who can be both adversarial uh, on one hand and then an ally when it suits them both, that's Billions' sweet spot. Building out a roster of characters where the allegiances could shift from episode to episode or from scene to scene within an episode. Yes. And Davy is a great foil for Chuck in that way. But Chuck has his old job back uh, by the end of the episode. Was there a moment when Chuck was talking about having um, his eye on a different job that you were thinking that Chuck, the Robin Hood of New York, was going to run for president opposite Mike Prince? Or is that just me? No, I never thought that. I thought that he was going higher up, though, than yeah. with where he ends. Like, I thought he wanted to be, I don't know, attorney general or something like that. Like, a judge? I don't know. Yeah. You know, I thought he was trying, aiming higher, basically. Yeah. But that would have been funny. <laughs> I, I was like, oh, friend. God, I don't know that I could go here. But, like, if that's where you're taking me billions, take me to President yeah. Rhodes, I guess. Talk about uh, succession, right? Like, we just did this. We don't, we don't need this again. No, I don't think that that's Too where stressful. we're going. Yeah. Uh, um, but, yeah, I think it's interesting um, to have him back in that, in that position and seemingly – He's willing to do anything to get what he wants. Again, yeah. having an enemy in in Dave is interesting. Um, especially do you like because how quickly though we got to this point? Because uh, the big mm -hmm. setup from season six into season seven is like, okay, we're arresting Chuck, we're throwing right. the book at him, and now he's going to be able to move around as Dave's operative. Uh, no one's going to suspect him. But then, because he's off the radar and he's being kept out of the loop. Chuck has to make a move and get out from under Dave. I kind of feel like I would have loved an episode or two, like a mini arc at least of Chuck in this role as Dave's, uh, you know, sort of a secret weapon. Uh, and that's kind of done now. I almost wish we had an episode or two of it just, but, but I guess what I would say is knowing that this is the final season of the show, I don't mind that it was kind of yada yada and kind of sure. rushed just to see, okay, Chuck is now back. He's a very powerful, powerful person yet again. He's in a very powerful role again. Uh, I think they needed to do it quickly in order to kind of set up the rest of the season for Probably. him versus Prince or Axe or whomever they want to set him up against. Um, but yeah, I'm interested to see where we're going to go uh, with, with Chuck and if he is going to attempt to, I mean, he's had his sights set on Prince ever since he lost out on Axe. So right. it seems like it might be a more of a pick your poison type of thing between Axe and Prince now that we have Prince running for freaking president and not in 2028 as Wendy once thought, but 2024 and getting 
seemingly a really, really competent campaign manager in Bradford Luke. I think we have to talk about him. I thought he was a really interesting character. And I really liked that he was able to kind of call out Prince. And Prince is always used to being the smartest man in the room. And he is not able to fool this man. Prince was mad. Um, one of the things that I love about Corey Stoll as Prince is like he he tries to sort of deny that he has this fire and fury within him, but we get it right away at the start of the season. And so so much of this journey is the the season is gonna be this journey towards why on earth did Mike Prince just walk into the office and throw a computer? through mm-hmm. a window uh that's so fascinating to me but there are so so many moments along the way even in seasons five and six i feel like uh with with prince where you can see that there's just like there is this unpolished part of him underneath all of this facade of like the crusader the do-gooder this is a very 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 arrogant narcissist we're dealing with uh in prince a very accomplished one an truly wealthy billionaire instead of just a con man pretending to be a billionaire, but somebody who is going to walk himself into so many different bad situations because he's got blinders on. He's just self-aware enough to know that he has blinders and blind spots, but not self-aware enough to even come close to identifying what they actually are. And I think one of them is like his rage, like his rage is his kryptonite. Like when he sinks, what was it like $3 billion down the drain? Just oh, to in like, crypto, yeah. Yeah, when he like does that at the end of season six and then he's like on the security cam, like taking like the big breath by the elevator because like, oh, I'm so mad that I had to do that. Uh, here, and he talks about it a bit with Scooter a couple of times, the wags to, to Prince's act mm-hmm. uh, that he's like with Scooter a couple of times, like, I don't need to open up anything for this guy. And Scooter's like, you absolutely do. Like, you absolutely do. Part of being a politician is, like, eating humiliation left and right. You're going to have to eat a bunch of humiliation if you're going to want to go forward with this. But uh, Prince doesn't feel like the rules should apply to him. He's a god walking among mortals who is uh, deeply inconvenienced by the mortal world and the fact that he has to interact with these people. And as accomplished as Bradford Luke is... I feel like uh, he's he's beneath uh, Prince is sort of Prince's view of him. So the times that Luke is like sort of like angling at I need to meet your wife. I need to know more about what's going on there. Um, Like by the end of the episode, it seems like mostly simpatico. But this thing is underneath the surface and Luke doesn't take Prince's shit either. I feel like this guy is going to be instrumental to Prince's undoing at a certain point down the line. Completely agree. Bradford Luke holds a lot of information at this point, right? He makes both Andy and Prince write down who they've slept with recently, and they have to be honest. He said, put it in a notes app, give me the entire list. Yeah. And he goes, oh, I know this one on Andy's list. Um, but I'm really happy with him as an addition to the cast. Babak Tafty is who plays Bradford Luke. Yeah. And I'm, I must ask you, Josh, did you recognize this man? Oh, no. Is this one of the rare occasions where you know someone who I don't? I know something you don't know. Tell me. Of course, he can only be from the one and only show that I know maybe possibly better than you, 
my one and only favorite show in the entire world, Succession. Ah. He plays Edward, which I don't know if you remember. He is the person who purchased a soccer team with Roman. Oh, no kidding. Often uh, caught wearing sunglasses, which is and, and he has a beard, which is why I feel like maybe you didn't recognize yeah. him because the sunglasses and the beard really do change his face. That's um, incredible. But really happy to see him as a, a cast member here. I mean, Edward is... It, not a massive player in succession, but he's no, no he was just in a bit of season two, but it was an important arc for an sure. An important arc, exactly. And and he is he he had this arrogance about him in that show as well. And so I'm really interested to see him play this role as Bradford Luke, who certainly knows where the bodies are buried in terms of, he's going to be the one who knows where the bodies are buried. As a campaign manager, yeah. he is the one who is going to hold all of that information. And certainly possibly could be the undoing of, of Prince's presidential run. So really happy to see him on the show. And Great in addition this role. To, the, to the roster of characters yeah. here. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm really excited. And seemingly he, again, he is a really intelligent guy in that he knows all about this whole medical company, Corlera. He knows there's like a lot an ongoing lawsuit. And he's like, Prince, this is a bad idea. Don't do this until obviously Victor comes in and takes care of it. Um, but yeah, I find him really fascinating. And I think that we're going to be seeing a lot of him this season um, alongside Prince's wife, Andy, who is was has been on, like kind of a guest star on and off the show. Terrible. Yeah, she she popped in and out of season six. And like she doesn't particularly like Mike Prince either, honestly. Uh, who like, would? <laughs> she has to like take Molly in order to have sex with Mike Prince. Like that's not a ringing endorsement. Yeah. No, yeah, their whole idea is well, he's gonna know there's just a vibe that there's we a vibe. If sex. we don't do it, there's gonna be a vibe that we haven't had sex. But then, like, the vibe that he would have picked up on is like, you guys like had like really disappointing sex. Yeah, like, the two of you like did not want to do this. And I can tell, <laughs> like, if he can pick up on the vibe that you guys haven't done it in a while, he'll definitely pick up on the vibe that like you guys just did it and hated it and like really didn't want to have to do yeah. that at all. Yeah, so yeah. that's going to be a really fascinating story. I'm really excited to see a little bit more of Prince and Andy's relationship. We've gotten a fair bit of it in terms of she knows he's a narcissist, right? Like she knows who he is. And even though he he loves her and he wants to make it work, it seems, he's never be the one who's willing to no. compromise. It's always mm -hmm. her who's forced to fly back to New York again. Oh, let me just send my helicopter. I don't care if you're hiking Mount Everest. Right. Gotta come back to New York again. So I think that'll be interesting. I'm curious to see. Well, if that's a very back. New Yorker thing to do. We don't like to commute. Uh, as, like, we don't even <laughs> like to commute outside of our own borough. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Like if you're in Queens and I'm in Brooklyn, bird. that is way too far. Frankly, even within Brooklyn, if you're in a different neighborhood, I don't know that I want to uh, you know, bother <laughs> myself by taking the G train all the way to Williamsburg. Gosh, that's far. Uh, so like in that way, solidarity with Mike Prince. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I am curious to see if they'll bring back his kids. Uh, they played a role last season. So, I mean, uh, you'd imagine if you're doing a presidential run that it's going to, the family is a big part of that. Yeah. Yeah. So that'll be interesting. But what about I, Chuck's kids? Did you notice who one of Chuck's kids of was? Of course I did. As one of the co-hosts of Post Show Recaps is, and just like that coverage, you had to notice Rock. 
Of course I did. Yeah. I love rock and on just like that. Uh, played by Alexa Swinton. Yeah. Um, really love rock. Really happy to see them join the cast uh -huh. of, uh, of Billions. Yeah, Chuck's kids are much older. Obviously, we're now seven seasons in. So... I keep waiting to see Carrie and Aiden stroll by outside one of these restaurants. <laughs> uh, you know, I feel like something like that would have been good. I feel like the, the house that Carrie just bought feels like Chuck Rhodes's house. Uh, it's like they could be enough, neighbors yeah, sure. yeah. <laughs> no but she's in manhattan thing. he's in brooklyn so i don't know that that's gonna work out yeah yeah um but yeah i'm really excited to see prince's story arc i think that like as a late addition to the cast having mike prince this three season story arc for him is kind of perfect for me because yeah. he starts out as like this I want to actually be a good billionaire, but Axe is like, mm -mm, there's no such thing. No such to thing. then we slowly see him kind of succumbing to uh, what happens to a lot of people that get money. And then he's nar just narcissistic enough to believe that he could be president. So I'm really excited to see what they have in store for him this season. And I, I hope we get a little bit more of the family dynamics because I find them endlessly fascinating. I do too. Uh, I think that the setup for this final season has been really terrific so far. And I think like the dangers posed by certain types of politicians or people who could be interested in politics is something that we really ought to be paying a lot more attention to and engaging with on a regular basis. Uh, if your eyes are open, you have no choice but to engage with so much of that stuff. And I think that like using um, like sort of like this Bezos surrogate or like a Zuckerberg surrogate uh, and having like that guy be the person who's like, well, it's not enough to run meta. It's not enough to run Facebook and Instagram and launch threads and also be able to be a fighter in a UFC octagon or whatever the hell. Like I have to be in charge of the of the of the country, let alone the country, the world, as Wags tells uh, Axe that like if it happens here, there's no point in having another passport. There's going to be nowhere where you're not affected if this happens in the U.S., which is true. Uh, and I think having that being played out with a character who models himself and talks about himself as this you know kind benevolent i'm thinking about the betterment of all people uh guy like prince when in reality he's not just like we know he's a narcissist as far as like his personality but like he's not a saint uh like the the stuff that victor brings to him this like medical technology that sounds really great on paper but it turns out there's this huge lawsuit that's humming underneath it and all this bad stuff. Uh, and Victor's going to go and clean up the situation and tell Prince that it was human error when that's not what happened, right? Like, no. that's not actually what happened. It wasn't human error. He convinces this guy to confess to it being human error so he doesn't get busted for having, like, a facility filled with cocaine. <laughs> but, but then, in, like, the same breath that he goes and lies to, to Prince and says, yeah, it was human error... He walks out of there saying, I'm going up to Buffalo so that my uh, parents don't have this equipment anymore. So he's just like saying without fully saying like, yeah, I cleaned this up for you. Uh, but like, yeah. we're, we're clearly lying about it. Prince doesn't bat an eye. Uh, like no. maybe Prince blinks for a second, but moves on with his life and considers that this was the cleanup. This was the, this was the unwinnable win that I got that's going to be demonstrative of my ability to, to rule the planet, basically. Um, right. This is a very dangerous guy. A person with that much money is a very dangerous guy. It doesn't matter if they're fun at a party. Uh, so I think exploring that on this show 
when while we are looking at like the 2024 election, which is critical for us to be paying attention to, like what is some of the longer lead type stuff and who are the types of people that exist in our ecosystem right now that might model themselves a Mike Prince someday? So I'm really glad that Billions is getting into this water in this like action packed way where it's always like super sarcastic and frenetic and all of this really fun stuff. But like dealing with really heavy, important subject matter at the same time. So I've, I really loved these first two episodes. I was thrilled with it. Yeah, I think it's fascinating. I Like I said, the return of Axe, of course, invigorated me. You know, I was so, so pleased to see him on my screen. But I, I really liked season five and having these three kind of really larger than life, powerful, powerful, willing to do anything characters in Axe, Mike Prince, and Chuck. And to kind of see them go head to head again is going to be really interesting. I'm I'm looking forward to Wendy being in the Wendy mix being of all such of that a participant. Well. Yeah, for sure. She, I think she if, is if the I'm head of that anything, group. If I'm missing anything, it's like I want a little more Taylor. I think like I want Taylor oh, to have a little percent. bit more of a storyline. Like it was it was fun to like see them interacting with Axe again and like uh, the the whole thing of like oh your numbers gone up uh, like all of that because that is Taylor's whole things like the the like the the benchmark just keeps moving the goalposts are shifting. Uh, yeah, because and like, they're becoming an axe, right? Where right. like everyone gets into this with good intentions of making a bunch of money, getting out and doing good for society. Um, right. Rarely that happens. And yeah. I agree. I would like more Taylor. I think we're getting a lot more Philip than I expected. Um, yeah. For those who don't remember, Philip is kind of the uh, Scooter's uh, nephew who is yeah. brought on board by Mike Prince. Scooter um, didn't like that, by Scooter the way. Scooter was not a fan of that. No. Philip now in charge co in charge with taylor um willing to get down and dirty uh, as he says to dollar bill like hey next time just let me know and i'll get compliance aka spiros who absolutely sucks i'll yeah. get him out of your way so just keep me involved keep me in the loop found it fascinating considering when when uh, Mike Prince originally took over, it was all about doing the cleanest operation possible and how quickly things change, right? Um, so I'm I'm interested to see what they do with Philip because it seems like he's going to be a, a decent player this season as well. Um, but I hope it's not at the expense of Taylor as a character yeah. because the addition of Taylor in season two was the lifeblood that this show needed to keep going, yeah. right? It yeah, was just totally that agree. like, so I, I hope we're not going to lose out on uh, Like for Taylor. me, season one is the consensus second worst season of the show, probably. Sure. Uh, I think that Billions activates with season two and onward. Uh, not yeah. that it's not fun in season one, but it's just not where it needs to get to. Like season one, sprawling prologue. Season two, Taylor shows up and we're really off to the races. So yeah. uh, they got th they'll do something great there. Um, I also think it's totally possible that like, I am like, I think it could be fun to be like, um, checking like what's the, like the spin-off stock watch who is like showing up as clearly like okay they're gonna make the next show is about you like mm -hmm. i could i i feel like i could see asia kate dylan continuing on as taylor oh, Mason yeah. for a long time for a long time and i would love it i would watch it taylor is an endlessly fascinating character to me um would love that i don't know if they're propping up philip to be a, a bigger player in some kind yeah. of spin-off i feel like the uh the bringing back dollar bill and miffy has big uh kind yeah. of spinoff energy to me so i'm fascinated i'm interested to see what they do but they have a lot of characters now that they that they need to spend time on and uh we'll see but how there's they're no able room to... for uh brian connerty exactly uh, unfortunately um there's always room for brian connerty if we Especially can get brian connerty punch someone you know yeah yeah what would you that. rather go to prison to like visit somebody and get punched in the face or get severely laughed at uh do you have a preference 
Um, I think the punch in the face. <laughs> yeah. I felt like the I laugh like was worse. At. I felt like the laugh was worse. I felt it's like the laugh hurt thing. more. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think that when, uh, when Connerty punched Chuck in the face, that was more like, okay, fair. Moving on. Yeah. I, uh, des- I deserved that. The laugh was like, shit, I'm going to have to go buy this guy something expensive. Uh, yeah. You know? <laughs> like that was, <laughs> yeah. that was harder. Uh, not enough Kate Sacker, I think, in these first no. two episodes. Yeah. Where is Kate? I felt like not Kate enough. was always a fascinating character to me who, I kind of feel like they waited a little too long to get her out from underneath Chuck's thumb. Yeah. But then when she did, she really sparked, right? Like uh, when she was working for Mike Prince and all of that. Yeah. But certainly more Kate Sacker in the premiere than in the second episode. I hope we don't forget her because she also knows where a lot of bodies are buried, more than capable of handling anybody on this show. So very interested to see what part she plays in this whole Mike Prince presidential run. Yeah. I like, you would like to think that she's going to come out of this on the right side. Um, but that being, yeah, she might be on the right side. Yeah, that's right. And like that being said, like I used to think that about Connerty too. Uh, and like their stories used to be really, really linked. Is Sacker going to be like the modern day Brian Connerty? I don't love it, but I do wonder if that's the direction we are, we're going to go in. So, um, Obviously, so much here in these first two episodes. I think we've covered a good amount of it. We're going to have more Billions coverage all season long. Make sure you're subscribed. Our RSS link when you search by URL, postshowrecaps.com slash Billions. Don't be alarmed when you see a Succession podcast feed. Instead, that's where the Billions podcasts shall live here in our Succession home. Oh, I do think we would be doing a disservice if we didn't mention one thing uh, as a, like a very overt Succession uh, f- uh, tie-in that mm-hmm. was definitely not intentional but was impossible to ignore. This is a humongous Succession spoiler. So if you are someday like saving it for yourself and you haven't watched it, this would be a good time to check out. Uh, and that's the warning. Jess, I laughed so hard when uh, the meeting between Chuck and Dave was basically at <laughs> Logan Roy's tomb. Uh, it was so funny. It was basically exactly was like, at Logan Roy's tomb. Yeah, and and then like the further HBO reference of like this is like Uncle Junior's doctor office visits with Tony. Hilarious. Absolutely. It was incredible. too good. It was way too chef's good. Chef's kiss. Chef's kiss. Very, very fun. Uh, so make sure you're subscribed to the podcast. You can just search billions, post your recaps wherever you get them. Um, you want to watch the video versions, you can do that. YouTube.com slash post show recaps. If you want to get more involved, patreon.com slash post show recaps. We certainly appreciate anybody who is able to become a patron of post show recaps and keep the network going. Uh, we're not making billions, trillions, or millions over here, Jess, but we are making whatever we make thanks to the <laughs> very kind assistance of our patrons of post show recaps we would love for you to get involved if that is something that you are interested in if you're unable to do so of course that is totally great if you can leave a rating and review that is super helpful as well so um if you want to get more involved in the conversation you want to talk to jess and myself you can find us on the internet i'm at round howard jess where are you i am at the jess sterling okay and people may have to like decipher complicated like stock rising and following trading patterns in order to find us on social media anymore because that's how hard it is to find anyone on social media (laughs) anymore but we'll make sure to send up the appropriate signal flares jess what else you have going on on post show recaps the aforementioned and just like that podcast for one yeah that is coming to a a a swift end i can't believe it season two is nearing the the finale um i also am discussing the after party season two with ariel and grace that's been pretty fun uh check all of that out incredible cast on that show as well 
Um, and then here on Billions, and of course, can't forget Community coming yeah. to an end. We are so close to the end of season six, um, but Community Building is just, uh, it's just something that is always in my heart. It's so wonderful. It's so, almost done. Community Building's yeah. almost done. This was my first time going through Community. Jess is a millionth time going through Community. Uh, mm. If you have not gotten on the Community train, there's a huge backlog of episodes for you to go back and listen to, and it is surreal that much like Billions and Succession before it, community building is reaching its series finale Uh, so very exciting times here on post show recaps we would love to see you all get more involved go and check out everything that's interesting to you uh and then more billions next week season seven episode three of billions is what's coming next uh next week it's um winston dick energy uh is the name of the next (laughs) episode of billions so we'll uh we'll have a lot to say about winston dick energy when we return to billions season seven episode three i don't feel like uh we'll say f off uh, but uh what did we decide on kiss my axe kiss my axe oh, yeah. say axe off bye It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me. And you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.